world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us Alex and JD. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others, use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon and a world for them to inhabit. Last time we talked about regional variants. We made a whole bunch of Olsean forms, and gradually we're going to be sharing the arc for those over on our Twitter, at Pokémakers. Today, we're going to start off by talking about the Elite Four Whoa. and our Pokémon League. And for that, I think we're going to head over to the Fame Checker. Nice. But before that, we're gonna actually do a little bit of town map, but just a, just a tiny bit. Yeah. We've had some thoughts and ideas about our Elite Four and our Pokemon League. So, Alex, tell us about what we're going to do for the location of our Pokemon League. So, from the beginning, we had imagined our region as sort of symmetrical. And so, in the center of the region, we wanted sort of a focal point. And that's where we were going to put our Elite Four. Mm -hmm. And so, what we decided we wanted to do with that is a lake based on Crater Lake, which is here in Oregon. Crater Lake is a huge lake made by a very ancient crater. The crater made by a giant meteor. And now it is just a giant, very, very pretty lake. And in the middle of that lake, or well, not the middle middle, but in not that the lake. Middle, middle. In the lake, there is an island, and the island is called Wizard Island. Which is a bit absurd, but... <laughs> um, which is incredible. Yeah. And so what if, in the center of our region, there is a lake, and in the center of that lake, there is an island, and on that island is where you fight the Elite Four. Yeah. Yeah. So, the lake, to name this location, it's based on a crater made by a meteor. The most significant character connected to craters and meteors in Pokemon is Professor Cosmo from the Hoenn region, oh, nice. who studied meteors at Meteor Falls, mm -hmm. and gives you a meteorite, Cosmo Lake, or Lake Cosmo. Yeah, I think Cosmo Lake is good. Yeah, and then like this island in the center, it could just be something like Champion Island. Yeah, something like Master that. Master Island, just like a little simple, like it doesn't need to be a specific. Master Island is good. Yeah. It could I just be like... Like League Island or like the League Island. I kind of like naming it after a title that like means like mm, what you're yeah, going there yeah, for yeah. because then that's almost like naming it after a person but not quite. Yeah, and Wizard is a title. Exactly. It's also <laughs> mimicking Wizard in that way. Like, I love that it's called Wizard Island. It's absurd. <laughs> In my mind, the island then has a tower to go up or down. Okay. Each floor is a different Elite Four member. Yeah. A tower going down is so cool. Yeah. Like going down underwater into, into the, the crater. Yeah. That's such a cool concept. Okay. So that's the location. Yeah. So the Elite Four themselves. Again, we haven't talked much about them, but we have talked a little bit about their types. Mm -hmm. Because when we were working on gym leaders, we decided that we didn't want gyms for the starter types for mm. fire, grass and water. But we decided it would be kind of cool to do all of the starter types in the Elite Four. Mm -hmm. So those are three of them, leaving one open spot and like thought about maybe Electric could have been the kind of one to fit that empty gap because like Pikachu, it's a kind of a starter Kind type. of a starter, yeah. But Mike's gym taking that kind of set that out. Yeah, the, that's fine. His gym is great. Yeah, but the other type that really just fills in that gap really that makes a lot of sense is Normal. And I yeah. love the idea that the final Elite Four member could be a Normal type trainer. Normal trend. type, like, This yeah. incredibly powerful Normal type trainer. Yeah. So we've got four Elite Four members based on Grass, Fire, Water, and Normal. Yes. And so these are our specialists who would be connected to the Elemental Shards as well. Okay. So my thought is you meet each of the Elite Four throughout the game. Okay. They're more like travelers in a way. Yeah. Like more so than other Elite Four members. You have a battle against them at another point in the game for each of them where like they're using just one or two Pokemon mm -hmm. and they're, they're using the Elemental fun, Shards yeah. just to show it off. Then when you get here to the Elite Four, part of what gets to make them stand out 
out from, say, the gym leaders is they don't have any Pokemon that aren't of their type. They've already shown off using their elemental shards to make a Pokemon their type. Uh-huh. Instead, based on the battle they have with you, yeah. they get to use a different elemental shard to add to their type specialty another oh. type. Okay. And like, it gets to make it a bit more of a challenge. They get to try and match based on what Pokemon you fight them with when you first battle them. Okay. So again, your choices when you battle them the first time yeah. help to dictate what the challenge will be when you face them at the end of the game. Okay. Then there'll be a champion. Mm-hmm. I think we would just have a champion who doesn't have a type theme. Yeah, I think I like that. Let's go through each of the four Elite Four members. First up, a grass type trainer. We'll do the types in yeah. order. Yeah. Grass type specialist in the past. Again, no Elite Four members. So Erica, Gardenia. Early on, they were more young women, but then Gen 5 gave us Silen, one of the three waiter gym leaders. Okay. Gen 6 gave us Ramos, the old man gardener who had a cane that was a giant pair of shears. That's very that cool. was a very fun yeah. little bit. Gen 7 gave us Mallow. Gen 8 gave us Milo, giant buff farm boy. Milo. Yeah, with (laughs) a face like a ditto. So besides Ramos, there haven't been many older grass type specialists. Maybe we make a bit of an older grass type specialist. Okay, yeah. We could do a grandma, but your gym leader is yeah. also already a grandma. But, yeah, but, but then also we don't want like to just that, be Ramos. That was like the first thing that came to mind was like very like gardeny, like it, honestly very similar character to my gym leader. Yeah, you know, big sun hat, like garden hat. Maybe we just give this character a bit of a different energy. Yeah, your gym leader very out there and active. Maybe this yes. is a lot much more soft. How about this gym leader in a wheelchair? I like that. Like, just much older. Yeah. Her Pokemon are either purely decorative or they help her out in a number of ways. Yeah, functional as well as form. Another little touch I thought could be fun for our Elite Four, connecting to the idea of we're based in the West Coast of America, where the end of the Oregon Trail, a lot of immigrants. I'm thinking, like, what if each of the members of the Elite Four are immigrants from other regions? Yeah. So they kind of connect into that theme that we've got going on of paying homage to older regions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Kabu from Gala was specifically yeah. from Hoenn and yeah. he's very much got those vibes. He feels like he could have been Flannery's yeah. grandfather who yeah. used to be a gym leader. Got... No, I love that. Yeah. I'm getting Kalos vibes. Oh, okay. Like elegant elder lady. Yeah, um, okay. Very that... stylish mm-hmm. and, you know, that Parisian sort of vibes. Yeah, okay. You know, she's got a big topiary garden. Yeah. Her elite four room would kind of be decorated to give off mm-hmm. elegant manor house garden. Yes, yes, like a like a very fancy greenhouse. Yeah, a name ideally conveying Colosian French vibes, but mm. that's secondary. Definitely needs to convey grass flora. <laughs> Fleur, Fleur. Madame Fleur. It could be Fleur. Maybe a little obvious, but who cares? Fleur, the grass type specialist from Kalos. Up next would be a fire type specialist. Mm-hmm. Fire has been in the Elite Four twice before now. Okay. With Flint in Sinnoh uh-huh. and Malva in the Kalos Elite Four, who was also a newsreader and also secretly part of Team Flair, which you learned <laughs> in the post game. She had a lot going on for no particular reason. <laughs> They just thought she was neat. Yeah. Other fire type specialists in general, you've got Blaine, Flannery, Chili, Kiawe, and Kabu. So what is missing from that lineup? Like Ooh. what kind of An old lady. <laughs> the Elite Four is entirely made up of old ladies. Uh, let's pick a region that we want to get the vibes of. Okay. Here. Yeah. Oh, you know what could be fun? Mm. This could be a Galarian feeling character because okay. the Galarian fire type specialist wasn't from Galar. That's fun. So then we get like that flavor in a fire type specialist yeah. that we didn't quite have before. Okay. Yeah. 
like that. What if they're kind of a, playing as a stereotype? But what if they're a bit of a posh gentleman type? Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. Because again, none of the Galar specialists quite had that feel. Because the Galar specialists were all presented like athletes. Yes. So someone with a very different feel from Galar that conveys an English stereotype, yeah. but something that Galar didn't really convey. What are you when you say posh gentleman? Can you describe that to me? Gentleman is a trainer class in Pokemon. Man, suit, mustache. Okay. Very much keeping in with the feel of the gentleman trainer class, but distinct elements to them. Okay, so suit and tie, hat. Oh, I bet they don't have the suit jacket. They've got like the shirt and the waistcoat. Okay. But then they've got like shorter sleeves. So like they've they've got some vibrancy and energy yeah. to them. The gym leaders in Galar, they, there was a uniform. Yes. And they had like a pattern mm-hmm. for each type. Yeah. Like the tie. He wears like a tie. And yeah. It's, it's that pattern. It's got, and it's it's got the that fire pattern. That fire symbol on it. Yeah. yeah. Because like that's his roots. That's fun. Yeah. I love a monocle too. I think <laughs> that's fun. He's got a bowler hat that he throws off at the start of the battle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We've got this fire type gentleman. I don't think he's like old old like i think our grass type no, specialist yeah. is much older yes but he's probably like late 40s early 50s yeah maybe like starting to grow gray he's got like hints of gray in the hair but not... a little bit of salt and pepper like just like on the the temples you, you might describe his hair as like kind of ashy yeah <laughs> oh that and that adds into that fiery flavor because i was i yeah, was kind yeah. of thinking like how do we make him fire mm-hmm. themed character and i think leaning into that with the hair is good yeah i'm trying to think of like what color the suit is mm. like i think just black isn't quite right but maybe like mm. a very dark red mm. something like a, a brown a brown kind of yeah. a burnt a burnt color yeah a name for this gentleman um pyro <laughs> coal Coal. Coal, like the hot Yeah, rock. yeah, yeah. You could maybe have a colossal on his team if he I was that just thinking region. that, especially if he's from Galar. Yeah. Having a colossal on his team and his name being Colossal. That's, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, if we make sure each of them has at least one Pokemon from their home region. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. That brings us to our water type specialist. Ooh. Which, it's the biggest regret of doing this fun little theme is that we have a water type specialist because I would love to just not have a water type specialist because <laughs> there are so many. There there are like nine, and there's only been eight regions. <laughs> There's a lot. Every region but Johto has at least one, and multiple regions have multiple water type specialists. You got Misty, you got Wallace, you got Juan, you've got Crash Awake, you've got Cress, and is it Marlow? I lose track because there's so many. There's an extra water type <laughs> gym leader in Unova. Then you've got Seabold, okay. who had a chef aesthetic going on. Yeah. Uh, you had Lana, mm-hmm. and finally Nessa uh-huh. in Galar. So there's a lot. There are a lot. From where should a water type specialist hail? Alola's a strong contender. Alola. Um, but also any of the Japan-based regions also yeah, makes we, sense. Like an island-based. Yeah, we haven't had one from the Japanese regions yet. Yeah. And I think we should have at least one from those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could go against Johto because there was no water type specialist in Johto. Okay, sure, yeah. All right, so a water type specialist from Johto. So Johto, more than any other region, has vibes of tradition and mm. old-fashionedness. So it could be someone who's young but uh-huh. wants to maintain old old-fashioned values oh, as fun. a fun like twist on that dynamic that you might not expect. What does that look like? Like, what are you thinking that looks like? Could straight up be wearing, like, traditional Japanese garb? Yeah, okay. Maybe. That's kind of what I was picturing, too. I wasn't sure if we were on the same page. Yeah. Um, Could have, like, a pompous attitude. Okay. At least at first. Maybe, like, when you first meet him, he's kind of a bit mean okay. until you beat him. And then, like, when you face him at the Elite Four, he's like, oh, so you made it, huh? Well, you may have beaten me before, but you won't start a chance this time <laughs> when I'm at my full power. So an anime villain <laughs> is that what you're yeah but without 
being a villain, without being evil, just like just the pompous attitude oh, of okay. it. Oh, okay. So an anime rival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> him, we can go all in and give him like blue, watery hair. Oh, like yeah. his hair has yeah. vibes of water. He can have some like very oceanic. Like a, a patterned. I don't think kimono is the right word. Yukata. Yukata. Is that a term you're familiar with? Yes. I don't know a lot of the terminology. No, I, I, yeah, yukata is more of a traditional. Okay. Like festival wear, I guess. Oh, okay, and that's kind of fun. He's not too stuffy about it. Yeah. He's yeah. Not, he's not. But it, it is like a tra- very traditional. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But he's here for a fun time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could, you could, that could easily have that. You know that like Japanese wave pattern. Yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah. Thinking of. Yeah. That would be really nice. Yeah. Japanese names that mean water. Oh, what about gender neutral names? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ayomi, Asumi, Hinami, Hiroka, Kimi, Miri, Mihiro. Mihiro. I like Hinami. I don't know why mm. I like Hinami. I think that's that's just it's good. It's a good sound. Sure, Hinami. It means ocean or water. Oh, it's an unusual name, apparently. But yeah. All the more reason. He's got, got an unusual name, but he likes to stick to traditional values. Yeah. But he's a bit of a mishmash. Yeah, and that's great. Yeah. Which is like very, very modern. melting part of the America's yeah, kind yeah, yeah, of yeah. vibe there. I like Hinami as a gender neutral potentially non-binary they could be non-binary awesome our final elite four member the normal type member we get the leader is a normal type trainer which i just love that's what we've got going on yeah before we decide on their nationality the champion do we Mm -hmm. want them to be like a local yeah i think i like the champion as a local yeah they're someone from this area so our last member i think they've got to be from unova unova the other america-based region they've they're from the other side of the country Uh the other end of the olsean trail nice Yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Normal can go in any kind of direction. I know, it's like that's gonna just be a person. <laughs> Well, our normal type is definitely feminine. Yes. What kind of vibe do we want for this character? I think to contrast Fleur being much older, we have a younger woman a bit here. Younger, yeah. Yeah. Um, what came to mind for me was <laughs> the personality type in Animal Crossing that is described <laughs> as normal, which is just like very sweet, like yeah. bookish. Like baking. Yeah, just like kind of a homebody, a little yeah. bit of a nerd, yeah. but like just really sweet, genuine, yeah. kind. Picturing kind of a librarian. There was Chantal in the Unova Elite Four, She's cute. so from the same region, who was a ghost type specialist, but she was also an author. Yeah. A ghost writer. Haha. <laughs> oh, she's um, cute. But then for a librarian, Lenora was curator for a museum slash library. Okay. So they're all vibes that have already been done. Yeah. In Unova okay. specifically, and okay. also one for a normal type specialist. So. Okay, so then maybe, maybe not <laughs> lean away from librarian, lean away from actual author, and maybe more towards like kind of a fangirl. Yeah. I'm kind of picturing her like like teenaged almost. Yeah. Like teenage fangirl. She she writes fan fiction. Like <laughs> I don't know how you convey that visually. Yeah. But you know, she's obsessed with Well, you talk about her being a fan of Chantal's writing. Yeah. Because Chantal's yeah. also from her region. Exactly. Like you could go that direction. I think that's not could necessarily be fun. just books, but just pop culture in general. Yeah, f- yeah, yeah, yeah. An enjoyer of pop culture. Yeah. That's fun. What do we call her? Oh, I don't know. What if we called her Mary Sue? <laughs> Ashley. What's like, it's just a normal girl name. We can't call her Ashley when the character from the anime is Ash. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> we can't do that. I forgot about that. <laughs> okay, let's look at normal type specialists. So Whitney comes from white. Norman from normal. Lenora is got normal no- yeah. in there. Yeah. Normal. Sharon was a rival first, so yeah. gets a pass, I guess. Elima. What does Elima mean? Elima. Hawaiian for cedar phallax, the official flower of Oahu. Oh. So it's just a flower? It's just a flower name. What's a white flower? No. <laughs> 
It's not our theme. A lily. Yeah. No, but lily. There is a character named Lily. Who's got a whole white aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, what if it's Lily? What if it just is Lily? Yeah, I mean, she's from Alola. But we don't have someone from Alola yet. We don't have someone from What if this is just Lily? What if it's just Lily? What if it's just Lily? What Pokemon does she have aside from Cosmod? Does she get any? I believe she gets a couple of fairy. She gets like a Clefairy, I think, in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Clefairy was once normal. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that, can we? I mean... <laughs> Can we do that? So we can't. It's gonna stop us. It's our podcast. Can we do that? <laughs> I love Lily. She had a whole story arc about she didn't feel very strong. She had to rely on other people around her, and then she became stronger through the story and ends up becoming a trainer in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Yeah. And what if she went on to become an elite form member? <laughs> In a relatively nearby region, but it also would still have been an adventure to travel there. And it, oh, I kind of love it. <laughs> it is good. You know what? We've got so many new characters in this episode. Which this one, we're we're giving us ourselves one pass. Yeah. The final member of the Elite Four in our region is Lily, the Scrap- beloved friend from Sun and Moon. Scrap all of that other stuff about the the dorky girl. Are you kidding me? Lily is kind of yeah, but that's the as- still so much of her vibe. The aesthetics are different. A little. A little. Like, you know, she's not going to have... She's, got she's probably some of not that. wearing headphones. Yeah, I suppose. She's probably not a t-shirt. She usually wears, like, a cute dress, doesn't she? So that's another thing, is that at the start of that game, she's never chosen clothes for herself. Right, yeah. Her mother has always chosen everything for her, and that's the outfit she wears in the end of the game is the first thing she's ever chosen for herself. What if by now she's really come into her own and chosen her own vibes and aesthetic, and you oh, see how yeah. much she's grown? And she's just got, like, just weird fashion. Yeah. It, oh, she's just a big dork now, and she's letting herself be a big dork. She's old. So we have said teenager, but it's been yeah. a little bit of time. So I think early 20s. Yeah, like this This is a slightly older It's been Lily several years. Who has come into her own and no longer cares what anyone thinks. Yeah! <laughs> oh. oh, I love her. All right, the last person to go over is our champion. Uh-huh. They have no type specialty. Yeah. They're from Alsea. Yes. They've probably got family from Unova. They can be anything. So I think we've got a female champion here as well. Mm-hmm. I think they've got some like almost hikerish vibes. Okay. This is someone who goes out on adventures yeah. regularly and yeah, you, yeah, like, yeah. you're going to meet them throughout the region hiking and doing all sorts yeah you encounter her a few times like just out in the middle of nowhere yeah. like not anywhere near any towns yeah. she's just like she's just out there camping she wears shorts t-shirts giant backpack yeah big old boots yeah yeah I love giant backpack cool what name conveys champion what was the origin of Cynthia as a name from Cynthia an epithet of the Greek goddess Artemis and poetic name for the moon mm. Diantha from the genus Dianthus, which is derived from the ancient Greek word Dios. So that's a Greek theming going on there. Yeah, got some fun ones. Astrid, meaning fair, beautiful goddess. Mm. Aurora, goddess of dawn. No, I like Astrid, actually. I think Astrid? I like Astrid. Yeah. Then she can have a bit of a spacey theme to her as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's always out in nature because she's trying to get pictures of UFOs. Got like a big old camera and stuff. And I think that's the LC in Elite Four. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So now we've got our Elite Four. We've got our champion. They're all going to have their own signature Pokemon. We're not going to talk about most of them today. We're just going to be talking about Astrid's signature Pokemon. Yeah. In Who's That Pokemon? There is a group of Pokemon, a specific kind of Pokemon that we haven't made yet, that is often used by champions. And that is a pseudo-legendary Pokemon. What does that mean? <laughs> it's kind of a fan term, but there are specific criteria for it. Every region has at least one. Hoenn gets two for some reason. Gee, Hoenn, how come your mom lets you have two pseudo-legendaries? 
it gets a bit technical what it actually means. They're all three-stage Pokemon. The final stage has the base stat total of 600 and a catch rate of something-something that I don't remember. Okay, okay. That base stat total is legendary level, which is why they're called pseudo-legendaries. Okay. Very few Pokemon get stats that high. If they're not legendary or pseudo-legendary, there are very few Pokemon that would get that high. So pseudo-legendaries of the past, most of them are Dragon-type, which is boring. We're not doing a Dragon-type. Can you name some examples? Yeah, pseudo-legendaries from the past. Dragonite, the first one, the original. Right. Tyranitar from Johto. Metagross and Salamence from Hoenn. Garchomp. Okay. Hydreigon. Gudra. Komoo. And the most recent one is Dragapult. Yeah, why are those all dragons? So they <laughs> all have mythical vibes to them. Tyranitar seems to be based on, like, Godzilla. Yeah. Gudra is a snail, which naturally means it's a dragon type. <laughs> They all have kind of mythical creature vibes, and that fits for us as well. We've got a lot of mythical creature stuff going on in our region already. Yeah. But that means we want to make sure it can stand out from the crowd. Right. So I've been thinking about this a lot, what we could draw on. One of my first thoughts was like the Thunderbird. Okay. Yeah. A Native American mythical creature. Mm-hmm. Pokemon has already done a Thunderbird in the form of Zapdos. Yeah. But that was generation one when they were doing whatever they felt like regardless. <laughs> yeah. You could definitely do a cool new Thunderbird. Yeah. I think though, if anything, we would just do a Thunderbird as a legendary. Sure. Then I came to think about, well, what if we do it like a modern day mythical creature slash cryptid? Yeah. So I had two thoughts about this. A superhero themed Pokemon. Okay. There are some Pokemon that kind of fit those vibes. Like Ledeon has some superhero-ish vibes. Sure. Riolu and Lucario are used like that a lot. But that could have been a fun, like very modern day American style cryptid almost mythical creature. Sure, yeah. Another thing we could do would be an alien Pokemon. Ah. And that fits what we've just described for Astrid really well. Yeah. The main reason I was shying away from alien Pokemon is that they have done that a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of Pokemon that are like, it's from space. Well, and then there's also Behem and... Behem and LGM, who are an LGM, a little green man, and BEM, a bug-eyed monster. Yeah. Clefairy and Clefable, back in Gen 1, were described as aliens. You've got Deoxys, who you fight in space yeah, in Omega Ruby yeah. and Alpha Sapphire. In in Sword and Shield, Gigantamax Orbeetle is a UFO that like, <laughs> yeah. looks like it's going to abduct you. So it's all you doing done a lot. I think maybe we should dip into the superhero well. I don't know what that would look like either. Bipedal and humanoid, bright, colorful, gets a cape as it evolves, starts out kind of like sidekicky. What's the most famous superhero? Superman? He's an alien. <laughs> Superman's an alien. We can talk about in its Pokedex entries how it seems to have come from space. It can start out having kind of a starry vibe and then as this psychic-ish Pokemon and become more of a hero-seeming thing. Okay. Maybe. Sure. We could also twist and reconcept Lily and Astrid just slightly to potentially make it work a bit better as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, connecting to Clefairy, Lily could be the astronomer nerd. Sure, yeah. And then Astrid can have some more of those nerdy vibes while still also being a very adventurous type going yeah. out on yeah. journeys and stuff. We can talk about Astrid and Lily having become very good friends. Like Astrid's one of the oh, first friends cute. Lily's made yeah. in Alsea. And they tra- they could have travelled together at one point. Yeah. Like uh, Leon, Rayhan and Sonya yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cute. Superhero vibe. So I think it's going to be, I really like fighting electric. That's a fun combo. It's a unique yeah. type combination, which is always cool for a pseudo-legendary as well. Yeah. Flying would obviously also make sense for a superhero character. Yeah, I like electric though. Like it, yeah. it brings to mind like the flash. The Flash, very specifically. So I think it starts out pure fighting and then becomes electric when it evolves. Electric also 
also makes me think like Iron Man. Yeah. Even Thor. Yeah, we can, so we can convey the idea of electricity being lasers. Oh yeah, lasers. Yeah. Humanoid body shape. Yeah. When it's not evolved, it can also have a larger head, which one gives that cutesy vibe and two yeah. gives that alien vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. all plays in that way. Yeah, I'm picturing like it's not quite Marvin the Martian. <laughs> <laughs> but those body proportions. Yeah, it's yeah. got like big, big goofy boots though. Yeah, big yeah. hands, big feet, big head. Yeah, it looks like it's wearing gloves and boots. It has a little eye mask pattern on its face. Yes, absolutely. Colors and things. Let's not discuss that because I think we'll save that for when we come around to doing the art for this. So we've got yeah. a lot more room to be creative. Mid-stage, you've got kind of almost Nightwing vibes. Okay. Which also plays into the idea of middle-stage Pokemon being that awkward teenage yeah, phase. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it's got a dark and edgy vibe from a robin aesthetic to nightwing as well starts pure fighting evolves middle stage fighting dark final oh. stage fighting electric and it changes multiple times okay weird but i fun sure why not so this is the dark broody edgy middle stage it's taller it's but a little still bit taller but still kind of awkward looking yes still kind of svelte yeah like the final stage will get that big over the top muscular look yeah it hasn't quite grown in yeah it hasn't yeah yeah filled its boots yet yeah its boots are still a little bit big and clunky <laughs> yeah and then that final stage it gets a cape in the final stage yeah over the top boy scout superman batman flash all those heroes rolled into yeah, one yeah. buzz Lightyear. Maybe its eyes kind of are alien. Yeah. But like otherwise looks more humanoid. Yeah. So what are we calling these yeah. Pokemon? Sidekick. Great word to draw on. Mm -hmm. Kick also. Fighting type. Yeah. Kick Kid. Kick Kid is good. I kind of like Kick Kid. Kick Kid. The sidekick Pokemon. And yeah. that's his category. Evolves into Edgelord. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what are this Pokemon just called? Hmm. <laughs> I guess that's just what it says in the anime. Is vigilante a word oh yeah yeah definitely vigilite vigilite's not bad and then it's kind of a twist on expectations it's a yeah. dark type light yeah. what it would have like a superhero emblem on the chest that's like a bright star yeah that's what i'm picturing which also plays into those star vibes again yes, it, this, yes this stage very much has like a night sky aesthetic and i yeah i think that like star symbol is a through line yeah yeah when it's kicked that's more of like a classic batman and robin pow explosion yeah. then it's got like this night star and then it's heroic justice 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 is a good word here strike just strike just strike is fun because superhero and fighting because like strike yeah. feels strike feels like both lightning and fighting as yeah a word. yeah just strike just strike i kind of like just strike yeah. just strike the hero pokemon cool abilities uh bulletproof is a great ability bulletproof is a great ability here yeah bulletproof is a great ability here speed boost that's great yeah yeah it gets faster flash style yeah it's a really cool powerful ability and that allows us to make it a little bit slower to make its other stats more impressive yeah and then if we really just want to go all in on this and like we also give it three completely unique really cool abilities pure power what does that one do it's the signature ability of meditite and medicham but it's also the same as another ability, huge power but the name fits better it doubles its attack nice which could be op but also could mean that we could then give it lower attack in favor of higher special attack mm. and then like okay use pure power if you want it to be a more physical pokemon and one of the other abilities if you want it to be a special pokemon yeah and that, oh, that just gives it loads of options yeah let's give it a signature move that can be like hero strike yeah 
I don't. That I think you got that one in one. <laughs> Which could be a fighting type move because then it can like fit through the whole line. Ooh, ooh, okay, justice. What is justice? It's like giving what's due to something. Uh-huh. It deals double damage to a Pokemon that has knocked out one of your party. Oh, cool. You are a villain. You have slain my friend and my innocent teammate. And they will be avenged. Yeah. We have our hero, Just Strike. <laughs> Kick it. Evolves into Vigilite. Into Just Strike. Yeah. Truth, justice, and the old seeing way. <laughs> So today, we have concepted our Pokemon League, an Elite Four, and Champion, named them, described them, all sorts. Oh my gosh, that's got to be a lot. And then we made a signature Pokemon for our Champion. The pseudo-legendary of the Ulsea region. Kikid, which is just straight fighting, evolves into Vigilite, which is fighting dark, which evolves into Just Strike, which is fighting electric. So thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as... Them's the facts no dice and our other show sorted our theme music is by mike freitag you can find him on twitter at admiral amara and you can find us on twitter at pokemakers you can also find us both individually i'm at codename jd and i'm at pichu p-t-c-h-e-w if you have any art concepts other fake one that you've been inspired to make from the show we would love to see it but until next time gotta gotta make make them all. all Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Cult Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for good horses, bad plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life.